Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, who by faith have testified to the truth of God's absolute faithfulness, stripping off every unnecessary weight and the sin which so easily and cleverly entangles us, let us run with endurance and active persistence the race that is set before us, looking away from all that will distract us and focusing our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of faith, the first incentive for our belief, and the one who brings our faith to maturity, who for the joy of accomplishing the goal set before him endured the cross, disregarding the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, revealing his deity, his authority, and the completion of his work. Hebrews 12, 1-2 Glory be to the name of Jesus. I want to welcome you to another week in the land of the living. It's an opportunity to be alive again this uh, beautiful week. And it's my prayer that the purpose in the heart of God for preserving you to experience this glorious week in the land of the living, that purpose will be fulfilled without delay in the mighty name of Jesus. God will not regret keeping you alive in the mighty name of Jesus. So we're going to be continuing our cloud of witnesses uh, theme. We're still going to be learning from the great hymn writers of old. And uh, for this week, we're going to be learning from the author of He Lives. There is a great hymn titled He Lives. And we're going to be learning from the author of this great hymn. The author of the great hymn, He Lives. Why should I worship a dead Jew? Why should I worship a dead Jew? This challenging question was posed by a sincere young Jewish student who had been attending evangelistic meetings conducted by the author and composer of this hymn, Alfred H. Ackley. In his book, 40 Gospel Hymn Stories, George W. Sanville recalls Mr. Ackley's answers to this searching question, which ultimately prompted the writing of this popular gospel hymn, He Lives. I tell you he is not dead, but lives here now. Jesus Christ is more alive today than ever before. I can prove it by my own experience as well as the testimony of countless others. A student asks, why should I worship a dead Jew? And the answer Mr. Ackley gave states, He lives. I tell you, he is not dead, but lives here now. Jesus Christ is more alive today than ever before. I can prove it by my own experience as well as the testimony of countless others. End of quote. Mr. Sanvi continues, Mr. Ackley's forthright emphatic answer together with his subsequent triumphant effort to win the man for Christ flowered forth into song and crystallized into a convincing sermon on he leaves. His keenly alert mind was sensitive to suggestions for sermons and sermons in song. In his rereading of the resurrection stories of the Gospels, the words he is reason struck him with new meaning. From the thrill within his own soul came the convincing song, He Lives. The scriptural evidence, his own art, and the testimony of history matched the glorious experience of an innumerable cloud of witnesses that he lives. So he sat down at the piano and voiced that conclusion in song. He says, quote, 
the thought of his ever-living presence brought the music promptly and easily. End of quote. response of Mr. Ackley's response to that uh, sincere question from a student. Why should I worship a dead Jew? From his answer, from the answer he gave, as we just as we just heard, a question comes to mind. And I'm posing that question to you. What does the resurrection of Jesus Christ mean to you? A student asks, why should I worship a dead Jew? As far as he's concerned, Jesus was dead. So why should you worship somebody who is dead? But the answer Mr. Arkley gave stated that he lives. And Jesus is not only alive because he thought so. There were reasons to believe he's alive. The tomb is empty. There are testimonies of countless thousands who saw him after resur- I mean, after, his resurrection, after his resurrection. And that's why I'm posting this question to you now. As we look at as we look at the life of the uh as we look at the answer that Mr. Ackley gave to this uh, student's question. What does the resurrection of Jesus Christ mean to you as a person? What? Did you note it? Did you know that it is the resurrection that separates Jesus Christ? from all other religious leaders who came before and after him. Think about that for a moment. Just think about that for a moment. It is the resurrection of Jesus Christ that separates him from all other religious leaders who came before and after him. Name the religion. Just name it. Name the religion before Jesus Christ was born. Name the religion after Jesus Christ named all the religious leaders I'm not going to be mentioning names you know in this episode I'm not going to be mentioning names because that is not the focus of this episode but there is a focus of this episode that I cannot shy away with where I mean that I cannot shy away from when it comes to Jesus Christ there is no class Jesus is on is in a class of his own because there is nobody, and I repeat, there is no religious leader before Jesus. There is no religious leader after Jesus. I don't care the name the religion is called. Who died? There is no religious leader who died and resurrected unassisted and is alive forevermore. Not one. If you find one, just send me a message. 
send me a message and tell me, hey, I listened to your episode. You said Jesus Christ is the only one who died and resurrected. I have done my research and I found this. So I've done. Just send me a message to tell me that. There's none. There is none. They lived and died. And in fact, most, most of the, their tombs are still, they, their tombs are there. People still, they see where they are buried. But Jesus Christ died. He was buried. On the third day, he resurrected like he promised. And he is alive forevermore. Do you, know, do, you, do you know why he rose up? He resurrected for our justification. Not only did he die for our sins, he resurrected for our justification. Jesus Christ is the only one who died and came back to life. And he opened his mouth and said, I have the keys of AIDS. I have the keys of death. Meaning, Jesus Christ swallowed up death in victory. Jesus Christ defeated death. Death could not hold him captive. That is your Jesus. Do you understand how powerful the resurrection of Jesus Christ is? The import, the importance, the powerful, you know, the, the powerful effect of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Have you meditated on that? There is no one like Jesus. He is the resurrection and the life himself. And he's the one who died. He's the one who rose again. And he's the one who is alive forevermore. As I speak to you, Jesus Christ is alive. Hallelujah. He's alive. He is alive. The word I am speaking to you now is the one who gave me the word to tell you. He, if, he, if he's still dead, he will not be speaking. He's alive. Jesus is alive forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. So you want to understand that Jesus Christ, if somebody is asking you, you know, why is Jesus different from the, you know, this one? Why is Jesus different from this religious leader that brought this religion? Why is Jesus different from that one? You don't need to think too far. Apart from the fact that Jesus Christ is the only one who saves from sin, because there's no other person that saves from sin. Jesus, the angel told the parents of Jesus Christ, I mean the, uh, Mary, he said, you shall bear his son, you shall name him Jesus Matthew 1 21, you will call him Jesus because he shall save his people from sin, that name Jesus alone means savior there is no other person that can save you from sin only Jesus can save even if you are a firefighter, even if you are a rescue officer, you are emergency rescue team, you, your job is rescue. Thank God for your life. We appreciate all you are doing. But you can't rescue anybody from sin. You can rescue people from fire. You can rescue people from uh, poisonous gas. You can rescue people from confined space. You can rescue, you, you can evacuate people from flood. You can rescue and evacuate from wildfire praise god thank you we appreciate all you are doing but there is no there is no rescue officer on earth that can rescue a man from sin there is no rescue officer on earth that can rescue a man from the power of the grave no one no one even if you are sick and you die in your sickness it's just your body that has died. If you die in sin, not only will your body die, even your soul, eternally you are going to die. You are going to burn in the lake of fire. You are going to be eternally separated from God, which is the main death. 
but only Jesus can save you from sin, can save you from the power of the grave, even when you die in the natural. Because Jesus is alive forevermore, the same power that brought him up from dead, the same power that brought him back to life, that same power will be activated upon your own mortal body and you too will come alive. The reason we have hope is because Jesus is alive. If Jesus is not alive, he did not resurrect, we are of, we are, we are, we are of all men most miserable. Let me use the language of Apostle Paul. If only in this earth we have hope, we have all men most miserable. But Christ in, in us is the hope of glory. It's because Jesus is alive, that's why we know. We are not believing, we know that because he lives, we will live also. And that's what, it's, that's what it said in John chapter 14, verse 19. John 14, 19. Just said, because I live, you will live also. So it's very important that you understand what it means that Jesus Christ resurrected from the dead. You need to understand the, the, the meaning of that. It has to become a living reality to you. His tomb is empty. And that's what qualifies him as the author of eternal salvation. Any religious leader, whoever brought any religion, and that, I mean that, that exists now, or probably that existed before Jesus Christ, whoever brought that religion, whatever their names, they are not authors of eternal salvation because they too they are dead. And the dead cannot help the dead. You need to be alive in order to help somebody else to become alive. That's why Jesus is the sole author of eternal salvation. So you want to live forevermore. There's only one person who is distributing that. His name is Jesus. He's capable of saving you if you put your trust in him. He's capable of saving you from sin and from the power of the grave. And that's why I said, like I mentioned a few, few minutes ago, John 14, 19, it says, because I live, you will live also. So if you put your trust in Christ Jesus, you too will live because he is alive. If you put your trust in another religious leader that is not Jesus, you put your trust in somebody that brought one religion somewhere, no matter how many people are practicing that religion, you put your trust in them and not in Christ Jesus, the author of eternal salvation, you will die. And you will remain dead because those who brought the religion are dead. And there's no way you will be alive when they are dead. So you want to be alive, you have to make sure that you follow someone who is still alive. It's that's common sense. You don't want to remain dead. Stop following those who are dead. You want to remain alive. Start following somebody who is alive. That's simple common sense simple common sense you don't even need a university degree to understand that you need to follow somebody if you want to be delivered from the power of the grave you need to follow somebody who conquered the grave not somebody who is still swallowed by the grave because you can't give what you don't have jesus can be the author of eternal salvation because he himself conquered death that's the that's that's the reason if he didn't conquer death, he would not be qualified as the author of eternal salvation. Hallelujah to Jesus. So it's very, very important you understand that. It's very important because he lives. That's why you can live also if you put your trust in him. And the power of Christ's resurrection is the greatest power in the universe. 
That's the greatest power in the universe. The power that brings back to life that which is dead. Hallelujah. The power that brings back to life that which is dead. That's the greatest power in the entire universe. So if you are a Christian, that power is available to you. If you are a Christian, you have surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, that same power is available to you. The power that brought Jesus back back to life from the dead, that same power is available in your life to quicken your mortal body. It's available. The resurrection power of God is available to you. It can bring about anything that is dead in your life. That power, that resurrection power can bring about your death dead business it can bring about your dead body it can bring about your dead career it can bring about your dead womb it can bring about your dead spam count it can bring anything dead even if even if the doctor say your womb is dead that power of restoration can bring back your dead womb you don't believe me ask abraham and sarah sarah was 90 years old abraham was 100 they are they were dead when it comes to reproduction everything representing reproduction was dead but because of the power of god that brings to life that which is dead that same power that entered the grave and jacked jesus christ back to life that same power entered their body and a man of 100 years old was able to impregnate a woman of 90 and she conceived and she you know she carried the baby through nine months and she delivered and her breast produced milk and lactated and she gave breast milk to isaac until isaac was weaned that is not normal. It takes resurrection power to bring back the dead to life. Anything dead in your life can be brought back to life. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Malachi 3 says, Jesus Christ, I mean, God said, I am the Lord, I change not. If I could reverse the irreversible in the life of Abraham and Sarah, your case will not be difficult for me. I'm the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me to do? So it's important you understand that this power is available to you because if you are not using the resurrection of power of Jesus to your advantage, your life is not different from somebody who is not connected to that power. A man that is in honor and understanding not is like the beast of the field that perishes. You want to understand that the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ is available to you and you use it to your advantage. And that's why I quickly decree by the authority in the name of Jesus, as you are listening to me now, every good thing that has died in your life, may the resurrection power of Jesus Christ locate them and jack them back to life in the name of Jesus. Amen. So it's important you believe that this power is available to you and it is yours and begin to act like it is yours. It's very important very very important begin to act like the power is yours because it's actually yours i pray for you once again may the resurrection power of jesus christ be fully activated in your life today and this very season in the mighty name of jesus so that's that's the lesson from uh, the author uh, author of ellipse the answer i gave to that student said jesus christ is alive he's not dead he's not a dead jew jesus christ is not a dead jew he's alive forevermore is alive forevermore hallelujah and i pray that the meaning of christ's resurrection will begin to find manifestation in your life in the name of jesus if you have not surrendered your life to jesus christ you need to do that now you really need to do that now very very important and i'm inviting you if you are following one god or one religious leader that is still dead please change camp come and follow 
the living Jesus. I'm telling you this with all humility, all respect and all sincerity. I love you. That's why I'm asking you to do that now. If you are still following one God or one, one religious leader that brought one religion and he himself is still dead, come and follow Jesus, the author of eternal salvation, who is alive forevermore, who can never die. That's the way you too can overcome the power of the grave. So if you want to surrender your life to Jesus Christ, say this prayer after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I am a sinner in need of your saving grace. Dear Lord Jesus, I am a sinner in need of your saving grace. Please let your resurrection power, please let your resurrection power quicken me from my dead state. Please let your resurrection power quicken me from my dead state and make me alive in righteousness. Let your resurrection power quicken me from my dead state and make me alive in righteousness. I declare today that you are my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. Amen. Let me pray with you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word once again. Thank you because Jesus is alive forevermore. Thank you because the power of sin is broken. The power of death is broken. The power of the grave is broken. Thank you for the resurrection and the life. Father, we appreciate you. Lord, be exalted in the name of Jesus. I pray for all my listeners today. Lord, every good thing that has died in their lives, let the resurrection power of Jesus bring it back to life. In the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord, that as many who are Christians already, including those who, sur who just surrendered their life to Jesus now, the grace to practically experience the resurrection power of Jesus in every aspect of their lives. Father, make it available to them in the name of Jesus. I pray for you as you live every day of your life, you will experience the resurrection power of God walking in your favor in the name of Jesus. And on the last day, when, the, when everything is over on this planet, the grace to live with Jesus forevermore, receive it in the name of Jesus. You will not end your journey in the lake of fire. You will end your journey with Jesus. And Jesus promised that because he lives, you will live also. I pray that that will be your experience in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, thank you for answering our prayers. We return all the glory to you. In Jesus' mighty and unfailing name we have prayed. Amen. Thank you.